is Mike Wall. Welcome back to another Agent Revolution podcast episode presented by Mike Wall Live, the place where we deconstruct the biggest challenges facing today's real estate agents so that they can build a sustainable, profitable, and most of all, fulfilling real estate business. My man Kyle Whistles back for a uh, another episode. We're talking internet lead conversion. But before we do that, don't forget you can get more free real estate business training over at MikeWallLive.com. Mr. Whistle, who's in a good mood today. Are you ready to rock and roll, my man? Dude, I'm impressed with these graphics and shit you got going on. Like, I'm going to have to steal whoever did this for you. <laughs> this shit looks good. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Anything to put a smile on your face, brother. Anything to put a smile on your face, man. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming back, man. Um, for anybody that does not know you, who's been hiding under a rock for, you know, the last six, seven years, Tell us a little bit about yourself. For sure. Um, my name is Kyle Whistle. I'm with EXP in San Diego, California. Um, absolutely beautiful place, although somehow today it's 106 degrees, um, which is totally screwed up. Uh, but every once in a while in October, like the wind from the desert blows into San Diego and get these hot days. Um, it's kind of a trip outside right now. Um, but I've been in the real estate space now. I bought my first property when I was 20 years old. Um, I am now 38, but Mike and I were comparing, like, check this out, guys. I got a pimple. I'm 38 and I got a pimple, which means I'm not that old. So I'm pretty excited to have a pimple <laughs> right now. You know, back in the day, you were embarrassed. And now I'm like, look at this bad boy. Yeah. Like, I'm not that old because old people don't get pimples. So yeah. I'm feeling good about that. So if you do the math on that, I've been in the game for 18 years now. Um, I've done commercial. I've done residential. I've uh, owned investment properties, I flipped properties, and I currently run a team of just over 30 agents this year. We will finish up, uh, if we hit our goal at 450 transactions, which will be about a quarter billion in sales volume this year. Woo, man, quarter billion. I love that, I love that, man, that is that is awesome. And you know, I the, the reason why we're back together, I put a post um, in our Honey Badger group um, a couple weeks back about um, internet lead conversion, man, because I'm just tired of everybody talking about how many leads they generate. And no, nobody really talks about, you know, the finite numbers of conversion. It's like, you know, everybody, everybody talks about like, no one talks about their, 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 everybody talks about their GCI. They never talk about their net number. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like one of those. They don't know it, bro. They don't have any <laughs> that number. Yeah, you posted something on there and it was like, it kind of threw me. It wasn't the answer I was looking for. It was actually, it was, it was more intriguing. It was more provocative than, than any other answer. And, and so I wanted to get you on because you're kind of bucking the trend right now, where as if you talk to most team leaders who are in our space, you know, they've got a setup to where, you know, maybe they have an ISA team. They're generating leads from Boomtown, Commissions Inc., Conversion, KV Core. Yalopa, you I mean, you name it, right? And then they're funneling the leads into their ISA team or in onto their team uh, in round robin fashion. And then they're, you know, hoping some of those convert. And like for me, one of the reasons selfishly why I posted that is because um, we are really bad. We're really bad at it. And um, and so I, I wanted to and I know a lot of people are. And so I, I figured I would do a show on it because. I wanted to, I want to improve and I want to help others improve. And, and ultimately we all do business because of that. But you had posted something on there about um, taking a different, you know, a different strategy altogether where, you know, you do have some ISAs, 
but you're not making hundreds and hundreds of phone calls to cold leads. And again, I was really, really intrigued by that. So uh, I wanted to get you on to talk about that a little bit. And I did watch your podcast with your, I think it was your, was your, is it your director of Legion or your director of marketing? Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that and that was great. And um, I want to dig into that a little bit, but tell me how you guys are currently, tell me, well, first of all, um, tell me for those of you who didn't watch the, your, your particular podcast with your director of marketing, tell us kind of what you've been through to get here. For sure. Um, I've run with ISAs for probably eight years now. I've tried so many different variations of the ISA model um, and so many different versions of just the general team model. I mean, we've literally tried everything in this business. Um, what I have found over the years is that if you're trying to make your agents do long-term follow-up, you're effing it up. Like your agents are never going to do long-term follow-up you got to have somebody else doing that because the agents, right? We just have short term. Uh, we're such short term people. Like I just want to get lead, call lead, go on appointment, sell home. And that's what we're good at. But if we get a lead that we talk to and they're just like, um, yeah, I'm about six months out. I'm, I think I might want to come and rent for a little while before I buy something as an agent, you're just like next, right? Like, and we then create this problem that we're generating so many internet leads that it's so easy to say next because you know as soon as you you know swipe left on that person a hot one's going to come up next you swipe right on the other one right like that you almost create this bad behavior create this problem by generating tons and tons of leads where you it's almost impossible for your agents not to cherry pick these things um, but the problem that happens is that they're only going to get the low-hanging fruit they're not going to get the fruit that's up higher in the tree that you actually got to climb and work for um, and so if you're trying to have your agents take every single lead that comes in, I think you're making a huge mistake. Um, I think you're also making a huge mistake if you don't really understand the different types of leads that you're giving to your agents and the journey that those leads have been on. Um, for example, like a Zillow lead. What is a Zillow lead? Like, I don't know if you know this, but depending on how you break it down, there's like 15 different types of Zillow leads. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, oh, what's your conversion on Zillow? Well, which Zillow lead are you talking about? Are you talking about the live transfer connection call? Are you talking about the nurture call? And if you're talking about the nurture call, are you talking about the nurture that responded to Zillow and said, I'm not ready? Or are we talking about the nurture call that just never responded? Or are we talking about the person who filled out the form on your profile? Or are we talking about the person who requested a tour via a text message? Or is it gonna be the person who saw your profile and then called the number that was on your profile to talk to you? Like, like, holy shit, there's that many different ways Zillow leads can come in. And that's just scratching the surface, right? Yeah. A lot of us don't ever take the time to understand that journey that the lead's been on to figure out how did this get to me? Because the nurture lead that specifically said, I don't want to talk to an agent, you're applying the same follow-up approach as the lead that got live transferred to you that said, I want to go see a home. Well, there's a fundamental problem there if we're approaching those two leads the same way because they're a Zillow lead. Those are so far apart when it comes to where they're at in the process that we're really screwing stuff up. So what we've done is we've really built this into like a three-part funnel. So we'll just talk top, middle, bottom of funnel. This is the way we look at leads as they come in. Every lead that comes in starts out in this top of funnel. Um, we believe that when these things come in top of funnel, we can utilize things like AI and automation to get people to raise their hand. 
right? If you guys have ever tracked Facebook leads, like people are like, oh, I get like 400 leads a month. Yeah. Okay, well, if you get 400 Facebook leads a month, I bet you you're not even closing one a month. My math tells me it's closer to one in a thousand to convert on Facebook. Now, you might have generated 400 and got one, but do that for two years. I bet you you end up closer to one in a thousand. The conversion rate on those is insane. Why the hell are we having an agent follow up with a lead that converts one in a thousand? Like that's insane. Yeah. So we utilize things like AI and automation to drip on those people because if they came in on Facebook, they weren't searching for real estate. Like you just put a picture in front of them that was sexy enough for them to click but they're not ready to do anything. You're like, oh, this is a cool house. Let me check it out. They click it just like any other link, not realizing that you're going to get their info. But then all of a sudden you're freaking pounding down their face. When do you want to go see the house? When like, they're not there yet. So we utilize AI and automation to take that lead from the top of funnel and then get them to the middle of funnel. So what are what do I mean by AI and automation? Automation is simply just having a really solid drip program set up. Um, we use software like Call Action, has some of the best uh, drip programs available, um, all via text. The reason I love what they do is I can send a regular text, I could send a photo text, I could send a video text, I could send a V card, I could send all kinds of stuff in there. Where very few of the CRMs out there they're, do their built in texting programs allow for all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So we use a lot of what Call Action has built out to stay in front of those leads with a variety of different things. I can throw animated GIFs in there. I can do all kinds of stuff that's going to make it stand out as opposed to just text only drips. Um, and then we also work with Ylopa, who has Raya, which is their AI technology, which is really, really slick. So it'll pay attention to what it is that people are doing on the website. And if somebody's on the website and looks at one, two, three Main Street, Raya, a AI robot will reach out to them and engage with them regarding 123 Main Street. And they'll say, hey, Mike, I saw you were checking out 123 Main Street. Did you have some questions on that home? Mm -hmm. And Raya will get them into a conversation. And so then what happens is once Raya gets them into conversation or call action gets them into conversation, then our ISAs take over at that point. Okay. But our ISAs aren't hitting them when they have a one in a thousand chance of actually making something happen. So AI and automation takes them from top of funnel to middle of funnel. And that's where the ISA step in. Once somebody actually raises their hand and is like, I do have some questions on that property. Now, okay, cool. Now it's worth having a human step in and actually have a little bit of a conversation with them at that point. Um, so we're using in this middle of funnel, we're using actual ISAs at this point. Or if you guys are working with like Flex from Zillow, or Op City from Realtor or any of those, they have their own ISAs internally who are doing the dripping, right? They're sending them a ton of text till they're ready to talk. Then they engage with them and talk to them. And then finally, whether it's the ISA or it's you know one of these, we call them channel partners, um, once one of the channel partners ISAs gets that lead to where they're ready to talk to an agent, then we push that lead to the bottom of funnel and now our agent's actually talking to them. Got it. And the beauty of it now is every person that the agent's talking to is somebody who first raised their hand and said, like, I have some questions. And then second, raised their hand and said, I'm ready to talk to an agent. So now what you're doing is you're putting your agents in this sweet spot to where they're doing what they want to do, which is when do you want to go see the house? Right. Instead of trying to apply that same pressure to the one in a thousand Facebook lead at the top of the funnel. Yeah. And so now your agents are doing what they got in this business to do, which is to go show houses and have fun and meet people and write offers and negotiate. Like, that's what we got into this for. We didn't get into this to go chase a thousand people to get one deal. 
So now by using the AI and automation, and then your in-house or channel partner ISAs, and now they're just teeing up ready, you know, and warm buyers that are ready to talk to you. Yeah. So we've really shifted that. And, and with the ISAs, right, in that middle of funnel, they're waiting till somebody's ready to engage with them. So I've seen a lot of people run ISA models where it's like my ISA comes in and they dial, you know, 500 expireds and then we load them up on a circle dialer and they dial 500 more people and they're doing a thousand dials a day. If that's you, have you ever kept somebody for more than three months? And in all honesty, like nobody can last making a thousand dials a day and getting their ass kicked over and over and over and being told to F off, I hope you die. Like you can't do that for very long. Like that's a very, very short lifespan. So our ISAs now, they're actually having fun because they're engaging in a lot of text message conversations. And then when somebody's ready, then they're picking up the phone. They're hopping on calls with people because what they're doing is they're teeing up conversations with text saying, hey, uh, you know, let's hop on a call together. And person says, cool, call me at two. So now our ISA is in an average day. They're maybe making 50 dials a day, yeah. but they're having 25 conversations on those 50 dials. Yeah. Where other people are trying to do a thousand dials a day to have those same 25 conversations. But those are very forced conversations. They're not welcome conversations. Right, right. You were talking about or, um, the, the whole text thing, man, has definitely been a paradigm shift. I, I think there's no doubt about it really anymore that people prefer to communicate via text message. Yeah. Um, even the older demographic, which which I mean, to me, like they're they were the, the I think the last ones to really adopt the technology. But now it seems to me like they prefer to even communicate that way. Um, I love the idea of maybe not making as many dials, but having more quality conversations, because in reality, that's what it when you when you when you connect with somebody, when you build rapport, it, that's through a that is through an authentic conversation. And that's why it's good to have your ISAs take over middle of the funnel, warm the lead up even more and then hand it off when it's ready to set an appointment. Um, but, you know, there's so there's so much to really unpack here. It's because. One thing I wanted to ask you before we move on, though, is like what, in your opinion, and I want the, the truth here, what do you think with internet, as it relates to internet leads, what do you think is, what do you think it, in, in, in terms of a conversion rate, what, what do you think like the best of the best is? And, and be honest, man, because I know people, I've heard people say 10%. I don't believe that. I don't know if I believe that for a second. I don't, you know what I mean? The only thing you're converting at 10% are live transfers. So, the two biggest ones out there right now is Flex from Zillow or Op City from Realtor, like where they're live transferred. Those 10% is very realistic. Yeah, um, I know some teams, um, our team was out at a Eric Hatch's event last week and they're converting over 20%. Now they're in North Dakota where there's 2000 agents in the state, but still like 10% plus is doable when it's a live transfer lead. Because okay. again, that lead's been through the top in the middle of the funnel before they right. hand it to you. But Again, it's it varies so much. Facebook, if you can convert at one percent, you're a rock star. Okay, right. I would say one percent is an absolute rock star on Facebook. We're converting at like a tenth of a percent. Full disclosure: one tenth of one percent on Facebook, like one in a thousand. Um, if you start getting into pay per click, yeah. And the thing is, it's right. It's like where's that person's level of intent? So like you start at the top with like cold calling, which is going to have the lowest conversion rate of anything because they didn't ask to be called like they you're just like circle dialing random ass people like hoping you just like hit the right person at the right time 
Um, so then you have like Facebook leads who they weren't searching for real estate, but you put a picture of a pretty house in front of them that, that got them to click. So at least there's like a tiny bit of intent. Yeah. Then you go to like pay-per-click, which you start getting a little bit better because they at least went online and searched San Diego homes for sale. So the intent is much stronger. So they're a little bit further down that funnel. Um, with pay-per-click, I think you're going to see people converting in like the one to 2% range. I've heard of people converting up to five. I mean, again, it's going to depend on the market. I'm in San Diego. There's 30,000 agents for 36,000, you know, property sales a year. Yeah. So the average agent's doing like two and a half deals. Now, again, if you're in Fargo where there's 2,000 agents for the whole state, it's different. So that's something to you, you like when you compare numbers with people, you got to make sure you're comparing apples to apples. If you're in a market where the average price is 600, like it is here, yeah. make sure you're comparing to somebody else who's in a 600K market because 600K markets have a lot more agents and a lot more competition. Yeah, yeah. When you go where you guys are in Ohio, like your price point's a lot lower. There's less competition because that means people have to work harder to make enough money. Here, you could sell four houses a year and make $100,000. Like it's stupid. So everybody has a license and it's it's more competitive. So um, I would, you know, pay-per-click is right there in that one to 2% range. Um, also like the Zillow nurtures, those are gonna be in the one to 2% range because again, they signed up, but they basically said, don't talk to me or they just don't respond to anything. But at least they like made it onto Zillow and inquired on a property. So they're, they definitely have a higher level of intent, but they're just not ready yet. So those are going to take a little bit longer. It's not that that's a bad lead. It just has a longer conversion cycle on it. Um, and then you start getting into the better leads, which are going to be like, let's just go stick with Zillow because they have so many different types of leads. But the lead that goes to your profile and calls you or fills out the form or text you like those you should convert at least five percent because they actually like sought you out specifically those have a better conversion rate and then the top of the food chain right now is those live transfer leads yeah yeah have you thought about trying to duplicate that out of your office with the internet leads you're creating it, or is that essentially what that's you're basically doing? what the isas do okay and that, that that's kind of the direction we're moving so in in and I don't want to gloss over this. When you talk about internet leads, and, and again, these are pay-per-click leads, Boomtown, Commissions Inc. conversion, right? You're talking about when you talk about one to two percent, um, you you've, you even to do one to two percent, you've got to have a system in place. You've got to be really good. And and so the folks that you know um, that are converting at one to two percent. What, what kind of things do they have in place in order to do that? And, and is there any is there anybody you know that's doing that with with uh, a round robin with their agents or is that ISA one to two percent? You got to do it with an ISA. I think it's you could do it with the right agents, but it's tough. Think about that. Like, do you want to have to right, like think about going to a batting cage, for example? Do you want to, have to swing the bat 100 times to hit one ball? Like, is that any fun if you rolled to the batting cages and did that? Like, you'd walk away demoralized. Like, that sucks. I only that's made analogy, man. That's a great analogy, Kyle, because that's exactly yeah. right, man. You're right. Like, how are you going to feel after you, you paid for 100 pitches at the batting cage and only one time out of those 100 pitches did you, you hit the ball? Are you going to feel good? Like, you're going to feel like shit about yourself, yeah. right? Like, unless it was maybe Nolan Ryan in his prime and you could say, I got a hit off of him. You're going to just hide the fact that it was like it took you 100 tries to do it. But why are we trying to put our agents in a position where they got to follow up with 100 people to find one? Right. And it's 100 people. But now they're they're calling, they're texting, they're emailing, they're doing so much work. Like the number of, of contact attempts. 
to those hundred people, it's probably an average of like 10 contact attempts. Yeah. So now you're talking about a hundred times 10 to get one closing. Like that's crazy. How does that, how does that really position an agent to be happy and enjoy what they're doing? Cause nobody got into this business to have to make a thousand or 10,000, you know, contact attempts to get one closing. Like that's not what anybody got into real estate for. They got into real estate cause they want to be out and showing cool houses and they want to meet people. They want to be writing offers. They want to be negotiating. They want to be closing deals. Like that's what we all got into real estate for not to chase a hundred people to find the one needle in the haystack. So if you could take that away and now the agent only has to talk to 10 people to get one closing, now the agent's having fun, yeah, right? And if you can get them to the point where out of every 10 people they talk to, they got one closing, could you adjust your splits a little bit? Yeah, Because they don't have to work as hard because they could go to the team across the street that's gonna have them hammer, you know, pay-per-click and Facebook leads all day that convert it, you know, one out of 100 or one out of 1,000, yeah. or they could be on your team and one out of every 10 people they talk to turns into a closing. Whose team do they wanna be a part of? Right. And they want to be a part of your team because you're giving them the low hanging fruit. Like you're climbing up the tree, getting it for them, climbing down the tree and handing it to them. Yeah. Now they want it. Not only do they want to be on your team, but you might be able to turn the dials a little bit because you've removed a lot of the work for them and made it a lot easier. Yeah. So what, what do you think like on, on, on internet leads specifically, what do you think the gestation period for like for the typical internet lead is, I mean, just based on what you're seeing through your ISA staff, 12 to 24 months. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was the, the connect the live transfer calls. Most of the time, those, if they're converting, they're converting within a month, two months. Um, it would probably be one month if the market wasn't so crazy and competitive. Most of those people, they're writing offers very, very quickly. Okay. Um, and again, that's what agents got in this business for is right. Talk to people, show houses, write offers. So um, and the agents are having a lot more fun with that. Do you send the live transfers directly to your agent base or are you sending those through yeah. your ISAs? No, those are the only ones really that we have going to the agents now. Right. It's just the live transfers and then they're getting the appointments. So okay. we really peeled back a lot of the, all that stuff that's one in a hundred, one in a thousand. We, we really try to strip that away from the agent and just let them focus on the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, and then we're using YLOPO which when we made that switch over, dude, we had, we had this category in our previous CRM that was trash, which should have only been people with a bad phone number and a bad email, basically no valid contact information. Yeah. But agents inevitably put stuff in the trash that shouldn't have been there. Within the first week, we had 200 people that were in trash in our old system, bubble up to the top and get super active on our YLOPO site to where they were on there and this person logged in three times in a row and looked at the properties you sent them. This person looked at the same property four times. This person favored the property. And those were leads that were in the trash. Yeah. Right. Then we have all the other leads that are good ones. So now the agents, they're getting those live transfers and then they're getting all these YLOPO leads that are getting, you know, brought back to the surface to where now when they're calling a lead, it's somebody who not only had registered in the system previously, but now they're taking action in the system. And now you're just calling like, hey, Mike, I saw you were checking out 123 Main Street. I mean, that's an amazing home. Are you interested in checking that one out? And now those are easy conversations because those are higher intent leads because they first registered and then they've been active at the same time. Those are you know the conversations that agents should be having. They shouldn't be having a conversation with 
chasing down the one in a thousand Facebook lead. Yeah, dude, this is good stuff because like we've we've just kind of organically, this is what's happening with us right now is is that, you know, we've kind of been beating our heads against the wall and, and you're so right when you say, you know, it's just the, we're just, the agents are the wrong people to be making these calls, man. They just really are. And and we've learned that the hard way. I love the idea of nurturing these leads to the point to where they're ready to set an appointment and then handing them off. And you're right. You can, you can do that. You can adjust the commission splits at that because they're much more appreciative than having to sit down at their desk for three or four hours and make hundreds and hundreds of phone calls and go through the monotony of that than, you know, maybe paying a 25% referral fee on whatever, whatever their split was now to, you know, to, to the ISA department or whatever that looks like for you guys. Let me, so one thing I wanted to ask you though, is like, are you requiring for folks to get, um, cause there's a lot of layers to when you, when you, when you build that system out, you can't just hand off a lead and then not follow up on it because I mean, let's face it, we know what agents do, right? You hand off the lead, they show a house, what happens after that, right? So what what is what what is the follow up on after you hand off a lead to your team or your or, or one of your guys gets a uh, or gals gets a live transfer? Yeah, so what we did last year is and this is the thing too with ISAs is it is such an undervalued role. Everybody wants to see it as like the entry level role, the beginner role, the peon role, the setup person role. Like people don't value that role. My ISAs, if they're clicking on all cylinders, they're gonna make $100,000 a year. And people are like, that's crazy. Why would you pay them 100,000? If I'm paying them 100,000, that's because they made me a million. Yeah. I'll pay you $100,000 all damn day if you can bring in a million dollars to the company. Yeah. Cool with it. So what we change with our ISAs is that they are salaried employees um, and they are the exempt minimum. So this varies by state but we pay them the exempt minimum, which in California is 50K, mm -hmm. um, because the key is they're coming into my office, they're using my computers, they're using my system. It's pretty much impossible to not call them an employee. You might be able to try to claim their independent contractors, you're gonna get caught. Maybe you won't, but I don't like to roll the dice with that. So we treat them as employees, but we pay them the exempt minimum, so we don't have to worry about them clocking in, clocking out, overtime, all that shit, because the thing with ISAs is they're working 24 hours a day in reality. They're not just working Monday to Friday, nine to five. And if a call or a text comes in at six, they're not going to ignore it because they're paid 5% of what the uh, GCI is on that deal. Yeah. They're tied to the outcome. So now that call comes in at six. If you don't have them, if they're like on hourly and they answer that call at six, but they clocked out at five, guess what? They need to clock back in again to answer that call and clock back out when they're done. Like, I don't want to deal with that shit, <laughs> especially in California. It was like the most litigious state there is. Yeah. Um, I don't got time for that. So we pay them enough to where we don't have to worry about that stuff. Um, but then the other part of their income is they're getting a percentage of the closing. So now the beauty is they're not just focused on setting up appointments and then moving on to the next one. They're tied to the outcome. So now the appointment happens. Now they're hitting the agent up and they're like, Mike, how'd that appointment go with Bob? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like now there's a built in accountability system, because if you fuck up the appointment with Bob, like that costs me money. Yeah. So I'm going to be on your ass to make sure that you close Bob. And especially because I teed you up with a ton of info on Bob. So I know a lot about what Bob's got going on. Right. I'm going to be on you because now I'm tied to the same outcome that you are. So the ISAs have helped out with the accountability on those appointments, too. Now, do you let them determine distribution based on the feedback they get from the agents? Yeah. 
So, I mean, we're always going for best fit. First and foremost is based on best fit. Explain that. What do you mean by that real quick? So best fit would be like San Diego is a very diverse uh, city. We have multi-million dollar homes on the ocean and you could come inland 15 miles and you could have a ranch home with horses. So there's a totally different agent to sell that coastal home versus selling that ranch home. So stuff like that, right? There's agents that are better with that coastal home, other agents better with that ranch home. So that would be an example of fit, right? I want my inland agent that's familiar with ranch homes working with the ranch buyer. I want my agent that's coastal with higher end working with that buyer. So that would be an example of fit. Another example of that, guys, would be first time home buyers, right? Maybe you have a newer agent working with the first time home buyer, um, something like that. It, and, and typically, if your ISA has been with you long enough, um, if, if they're new, they can come and ask you, hey, where do you think this fits? But they're they're slowly going to start to figure out um, this person would be good for you know this agent. And yeah. and 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 so you're, you're doing that first. Now, is that, that second layer, I assume, then is based on. If Joe doesn't give me feedback, guess what? Joe ain't getting no leads, man. Is that is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we started it last year with like a beta and there was a ton of agents who they'd get the appointment and the ISA would hit them up and be like, how'd the appointment go? They're like, what do you mean? Like, well, you didn't log any notes. I have no idea what happened on the appointment. Like those agents are not getting appointments. Yeah. Right? Like you're not going to. And there's a there's a SOP, a standard operating procedure that you're expected to follow. Like if I set you an appointment and you just go on the appointment, I don't know how it went, you log no notes, you don't do anything, like I'm not, probably not gonna set another appointment for you. So yeah. um, we definitely put you know systems in place to really follow up on that stuff. And the agents that log a lot of notes and do what they're supposed to, they're gonna get more appointments. Yeah. Because the ISA, the other thing too, is the ISAs help with that follow-up. So like if you go on the appointment and it doesn't pan out, the ISA is gonna help try to bring that person back because yeah. again, they're tied to the same outcome. They weren't paid just to set the appointment. They're paid if that appointment closes. So if they set an appointment with Bob and you met with Bob and it didn't close or whatever, they're following up with Bob too. They're not going to just be like, all right, well, I transferred it to Mike. It's all on him. So now both of you are following up. So just in case you can't get a hold of them, they're going to layer on top of you and try to reel them back in. Right. Yeah, they're getting they're getting double the amount of, of, of attention that they normally would if they were just with an agent, which makes yeah. perfect sense. And, and granted, the reason everybody has problems here, I'll be, I'll be fully transparent. The reason why we have problems and everybody's going to think I'm crazy is because we have too many leads. That's yeah. why we have a problem. We have way too many leads and no, it's like crack, right? It's like no one wants to give up their leads, but the reality of it is you're just throwing money down the drain and you could convert more sales if you had less leads because more than likely you don't have the manpower and that's why you're not converting. Or if you do have the manpower, then they're not they're not the, the manpower you do have in place is not making the the uh, required number of attempts in order to get a contact in order to get to an appointment in order to get to a sale right yeah well we did when we moved over to Wilopo from our previous system is we were spending money on pay-per-click with our previous system and all that money we were spending on pay-per-click we just shifted purely to retarget the existing leads because we have like sixty thousand leads like do i really need more leads or do I need to do more with the leads I already have? So yeah. we shifted thousands of dollars from trying to generate more new leads and let's just focus on the leads we already have. And that's, that's like I said, with just the trash leads alone, 200 in the first week that were dead to us, that we bubbled back up to the top. So 
Um, it's really, really proving itself. Wailopo has been a huge game changer for us. So you guys right now are not even producing, you're not even creating any new pay-per-click lead. You're just, you're paying attention or you're retargeting the stuff that you already have. Correct. And then we're doing a lot of the live transfer stuff with Zillow um, and Realtor, with, right, with OpCity and that, um, because those are very valuable leads. Those are legit 10% conversion if you stick to the script on those. So those are the only leads that we're really paying for right now. And then we're retargeting all the existing leads. And I know you guys are asking, I know some of the people because Zillow Flex is not available to everybody, guys. Usually it's only available to 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 top teams in, in their respective areas. Um, not to say that, you know, you, whoever's watching or listening couldn't qualify for that. You, you contact your rep if that's something you're interested in. Um, Actually more profitable when you're not on flex, you make more yeah. money per deal with the regular market-based pricing. Um, yeah. but flex eliminates that upfront expense, which is nice. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I, I talked to David Tam this morning, who you probably saw at uh, Eric Hatch's event. Um, he's from cast services and we were talking about the same thing, man. And um, what, what he talked about, and I don't want to get off track here, but um, where they're starting to see a lot of success now, um, is people who are shifting and going towards online seller traffic versus competing in the buyer world, right? And so like we, we had this like whole one hour conversation this morning. We were going through some of the analytics and stuff because the while, you know, while people are still fighting for uh, for pay-per-click leads and, and obviously you've got Zillow and Realtor.com with OpCity, uh, then you've got all these all these mega agents with you know with with um, uh, KD Core sites with uh, Sync sites. All everybody's competing largely in in the buyer world. The only people competing in the seller worlds are are investors. And, and so he's like, there's just going to be. I think there's going to be this major paradigm shift as you know maybe Zillow and, and Realtor slowly they they start to eat all the buyer traffic up. And then the people who are going to win, who are who are shifting gears right now and starting to to target that seller traffic, with you know hyper local content and 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 really providing more information than some of these big box sites can provide, is that kind of what you're seeing in your market? Yeah, and we don't have a lot of the eye buyers here, so I know in some markets, you know, if you've got Zillow offers and Open Door and OfferPad and Knock at all of them, like that's gonna be a tough one to try to generate seller leads. We're pretty fortunate in San Diego to, we only have one of those and they're not super active here. So it's a little bit easier here, but if you're in like Phoenix, I mean, trying to outspend those guys, good luck. So yeah. I think that's gonna be market specific. If you're in a very heavy iBuyer market, it's probably not smart, but if you're in a market like ours where there's not a lot of iBuyers, then it can work. Love it, man. Love it. Well, I, we uh, I know we're up against the clock here, buddy. I had you for 30 minutes and I went over a little bit. But um, before we jump off here, um, how can people get in touch with you, Kyle? Like, I mean, if people have questions about, you know, uh, about, you know, what you're doing, I mean, from a logistical standpoint, because uh, you guys sell a fucking ton of real estate, you're selling. I hope you'll probably hit quarter billion um, and people have questions. How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, best thing, go to thewhistleway.com. Um, thewhistleway.com. You can join our Facebook group on there, subscribe to the podcast, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can ask us questions, join our referral network, um, and find out about upcoming events that we have. Um, my video guy, Brian, and I, we do a two-day event that we go super deep into everything we've learned over the last uh, six years now of cranking out videos. We've done thousands of videos, millions of views on those, um, and we do a two-day event. So 
as COVID's starting to open up a little bit, we can start planning some stuff like this out again. We might have to go east a little bit to do it, but it's cool. Um, so we do a two-day event where we rent out a sick house and keep it down to 20 people and just go super deep into all we do is talk about video for two days. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I've gone to these conferences and they talk about like 200 different things. And like, it's just so shallow on everything that you really don't walk away with anything. This is a singular focus video. We just go super deep for two days. Yeah, so Make sure and check Kyle out. Uh, the guy's been doing video since before video was even popular. So he's a great follow for sure. As usual, I love sharing these stories week after week because I know this show is literally changing agents' financial lives, my own included. Do me a big favor. If you know someone that might enjoy the podcast, please, please, please share it with them. And if you like the podcast, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you like Mr. Whistle's episode here. Don't forget to visit MikeWallLive.com where you can get eight hours of absolutely free real estate business training. Kyle, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you coming back on and dropping some knowledge for our audience again, man. It's been real, brother. My pleasure, bro. All right. We'll talk again soon.